Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Grace reigns through righteousness. And most people that think grace is just the unmerited favor of God, and that's it. He's closed. But righteousness is the catalyst for grace. It is the power that sin reigned by death, of course, by man's disobedience, as Adam did in the garden. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin, therefore by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so also the free gift is of one, Romans 5. Now that we understand that sin reigned by death, Paul states that. But now, grace reigns through righteousness. It's all what Jesus did. And all him being the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, God Almighty, the self-existent, eternal God, who is the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent Spirit. Jesus was and always is and has been that Spirit. He's in the form of God, Philippians 2.6. Being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That's in all of his attributes, from the aloft to the top. The A to the Z, everything that God is, the Alpha to the Omega. But he made himself of no reputation. Now, the reason he did that is that he looked for a man, he couldn't find one. He was amazed he could not find one. Isaiah 59, 16, Isaiah 63, 5. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation unto himself. God, that is Christ the eternal spirit of God made himself a body of flesh and blood as the servant and under the law to redeem man back to himself. That was God himself in his own body in the days of his flesh. That's where we've missed the mark. That's denying the only Lord God, thinking there's another person in the Godhead, and that's the reason God's judgments are in the earth to reveal the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and has come, the Almighty God. Many are turning to that now. Many are looking at the end-time events and eschatology and saying, well, this is happening and this is last-day events. Well, of course it is. But the sole purpose is what they're missing, is the very important self-revelation of Jesus Christ, who he is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants, to show unto us things which must shortly come to pass. Now, grace reigns through righteousness. This is what he sealed and sent by his angel unto John, Revelation 1, verse 1. Now, that is the book of this prophecy. And those that keep the words of the book of this prophecy will be blessed and sealed. And the only way that you can... uh, be obedient to these things in the revelation of Jesus Christ is through the spirit of prophecy. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth the light. And that's the only ones that are obedient under righteousness. Now we take a look again at Romans 1.17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. How? The very the preceding verse. For all state, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's the gospel of God. That's the gospel of the kingdom. It's the gospel of Jesus. It's the gospel of God. That's one and the same. 
for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. We say the Greek was opened there, of the Italian band and Cornelius in Acts the 10th chapter. Now, that now that gospel of Christ, as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets, that mystery of Christ, which is the mystery of God and the Father of Christ, that Paul stated in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, to those that have an ear to hear the true revelation of Jesus, that he is God, the Father of glory, and always has been God. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Son of God that came as the Spirit made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. Now, while he's under the law, we find that in Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, not spirit senior, saying to spirit junior, go down and die for the sin of the world. That is and never has been correct. Why? Because there's only one spirit of God. There's not another. We find in there in the Torah, in the Pentateuch, that Moses stated there that God said, I am God alone. Beside me, there is no other God. I know not any. There's no second person or third person in the Godhead. Otherwise, he would have said, I know my son. But yet, said, I know not any. Deuteronomy 32, you read it. I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. Shall there be even the sinning? How the Lord God has not done it? See now that I am God and there's not another. That's what we're going to see in the revelation of Jesus. That's sealed up among God's treasures. It states that is, it's not sealed up among my treasures, that for the Lord God Almighty shall judge his people, repent himself of the evil. That evil is raw, tribulation, trouble. That's the chastening rod of God so that we will not be condemned of the world. That when their power is gone and there's none shut up or left, it will bring us to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. Many of understanding shall fall to try to purge and to make us white. Perfection. Literally sealing our testimony with our own blood. And we find that in Revelation 7. Now, righteousness is revealed. How? From faith to faith. That's the gospel of Christ. It's the gospel of God. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Take a look at Romans 1.17. For therein, that is the gospel of Christ, the work of God that made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6 through 8. There being in the form of God, Jesus always has been God, will be God, and always has and will be God, made himself of no reputation. There's your key, Philippians 2, 6. God humbled himself to become a man. He put a self-imposed limitation upon himself. It's a kenosis that he made himself of no reputation, not some, none, no reputation. Why did he do that? Because he's not going to work his spirit. A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. Romans 5 states that. Well, Jesus, we find in the prophets, Isaiah 43, 10, 
You are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. Thus saith the Lord. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, self-existent, eternal spirit of God, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, Elohim, El Shaddai, and my servant whom I have chosen. Who's the servant? Well, the servant is what Jesus, who had made himself of no reputation, there by a self-imposed limitation upon himself, make void there, make the spirit latent, laid back, not going to work as spirit, so he can work as a man. He's still the spirit of God. He did not cease and desist from being the spirit of God, but he's not going to work as spirit. He's going to work as a man. Why? Because a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. So God makes himself his own self, the self of God Almighty, of no reputation, made himself of no reputation, took upon him, added to him, the form of a servant, made in the likeness of man. God found in fashion as a man. Isaiah tells us the same thing. The true witnesses of God know that. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. That's the Spirit of God. And my servant whom I have chosen. God chose it. Well, somebody said, well, that definitely be another person. No, it's not. Because God stated that testimony he gave of his son, that is, his own body of flesh and blood, that he's God. And he states that in Isaiah 43.10. What's the mystery of it? The mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures, wisdom, and knowledge. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. That's now given to us to those that have an ear to hear and eyes to see and believe in the word of God and heart there that are not blinded by the God of this world. It's very simple that Jesus Christ is God that made himself of no reputation, put a self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit to come under the law as a man. We find that in Galatians 4 verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How did he send him? Spirit, senior, didn't say spirit, junior, go down and die for the sin of the world. That is totally an error. The ones that know the true gospel of Jesus Christ know that God himself made himself of no reputation, revealed his name, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, and took upon him the form of a servant. He added even after he made himself with no reputation, he added the form of a servant. Why? Because he's going to work as a man, our kinsman redeemer, made in under the law. We see that in Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made in under the law, not above the law, and under the law, as an Adam after the fall. I bet he will be a seed of the woman, not of Adam, because in Adam all die. That's the reason for the virgin birth. Now, we'll go into another podcast on that, explaining uh, why the virgin birth and the nature of God, of why he has only one nature instead of this God-man business. There, Jesus did not have to be born again, even though he's in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, according to Romans 8, 3. And the, there, what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, there condemned sin in the flesh. Well, how did he send his son? Galatians 4, verse 4. That's how he sent him. 
Spirit saying you didn't save the second person of the Godhead, go down and die for the sin of the world. There's no such thing as a second person in the Godhead. That's a straight lie. And the ones that do not believe that Jesus, the man, is the Father of glory, revealed in a body of flesh, John 8, 24, shall die in their sins. Jesus stated that. Where's your father? Jesus stated, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Couldn't be any plainer. This understood not. He spake to them of the father. John 8, 24, John 8, 27. Well, that's a revelation he's revealing now in judgments. And there will be increase with intensity and frequency the closer we come to the birth of Christ in the body of Christ. Now come the power of a God the, and the power of his Christ, the kingdom of a God and the power of his Christ. When? When the old dragon, the serpent, the scorpion is cast down from heaven and woe, woe, woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth by the reason of the three trumpets yet to sound. And that is the reason and why we must be sealed in order to stand in the last days. There now is come the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Why? Because when Satan comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard against him. He will always lift his people up uh, according to his word and his promises. There we find that in Revelation 12. That is the war of good against evil and evil against good. And we know we will prevail in the body of Christ. Even though we seal our testimony with our own blood, we don't fear him that hath power to kill the body, but has no power to destroy the soul in hell. We fear him that has power to kill the body and destroy the soul in hell. The soul that sinneth shall surely die. There, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So therefore, it requires obedience unto righteousness. Obedience is definitely required. No obedience and faith without works is dead. Show me your faith without your works. James said, I'll show you my faith by my works, and therefore faith is made perfect. How? That they may see your good works and glorify your Father, the Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. Now, Jesus, who is that Spirit of God, made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory to work as a man, as our kinsman redeemer, to redeem us that were under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman. That's how he did it. Made it under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. There, in that days of his flesh, he's made subject to that law. And that law will stay in force Grace will not be affected until after the testator dies. That will be the last will and the New Testament given by the mediator by the death on the cross. And that because of the reason of death, he is the mediator of the New Testament. There we find Jesus working salvation in and of himself alone. God, who is Jesus, revealing his name, there, when he takes on a full manifestation, a full literal tabernacle of himself, seen in the flesh, that word made flesh, and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us, we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The only begotten God is the only begotten Son, the only begotten one. John 1.18, no man has seen God at any time. 
the only begotten Son, monogonese huos, is the only begotten God, the, only, the monogonese theos, which is the only begotten one, monogonese yakid, that's so unique, solitary, one, not two, not three, one. That's what God is revealing. That's the truth. You want eschatology? You want the true, what the harbinger really is, what the truth of God is, what the judgments of God are for? Just to reveal that basic truth. Very simple. Jesus Christ is the God of glory. He is the Father of the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Son of God, the Son of Man. He is the El Shaddai, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the blessed and only potate, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. 1 Timothy 6.15. We have forsaken the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he is the only true God, and hewed out the cisterns that can hold no water. They're saying there's a trinity, no such thing, a false doctrine and a false gospel. God is revealing that now to those that have an ear to hear. Therefore, we ask God to ignore our eyes with ourselves, give us ears to hear and hearts to believe the word. It's only through the Holy Ghost that we will see this in the spirit of prophecy to understand the words of the book of this prophecy and the revelation of Jesus Christ. God is doing that now and sealing his people to those that have an ear, the ones that stay in Trinity and think they're saved and not even born again, not born of the water and the spirit. They have to be born of the water, and that's water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, so the circumcision of the heart, that to believe with the heart you have to be circumcised, the body, the sins of the flesh, cut off by baptism. Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12. Many have disregarded that. Everyone that in the gospel of Christ, there were never baptized Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and a triune, no such thing as a triune trinity, person of God, persons of God. It's a lie. Let me say, well, I see a trinity. Well, the God of the world has blinded your eyes. There's no such thing. God is one. Mark 12, 29, when they asked, scribe asked Jesus, what's the first commandment of all? What's the dominant commandment? Jesus said it here, O Israel, Lord our God is one Lord, not two, not three, one. And you must love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and might. Second is likened to it, love your neighbors, yourself, from all these, saying all the law and the prophets, eschatology, and everything you ever want to know is basically that he is God. That's what the revelation of Jesus Christ is, that he alone is God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, which is, was, and it's come, the Almighty, Revelation 1.8. All the seals, trumpets, and vials, the judgments of God are in the earth to reveal righteousness, that he is God, and there's not another. So when we understand righteousness, that affects grace. Grace reigns through righteousness, and grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1, grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus. Yes, otherwise there's no grace. Because grace reigns through righteousness. Now, what is righteousness? Well, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, by him and through him alone. Well, how are we made righteousness unto God? 
Well, not of our own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. We're saved by grace through faith. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Not the works of the law, but the works that accompany salvation where faith is made perfect. And there's so many different uh, uh, snares there that if a person is not careful, that we fall into one of these uh, areas of disbelief. The basic sin is the transgression of law. That's true. But basic, the basic definition of sin is basically unbelief. We don't believe it. We don't believe that Jesus is the sole Father of glory, the Spirit of God. That's unbelief. That's sin. And except you believe that he is the Father, you'll die in your sins. John 8, 24. Jesus states that he and the Father are the same Spirit. John 10, 30. I and my Father are one. We're one in the same Spirit. Jesus stated that. He said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father. He that seen me has seen the Father. That's what he said to Philip. Philip said, show us the Father, John 14. And that suffices. As Jesus said, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He said, wait a minute, you're the Son of God. No, he's the Father revealed in the body of flesh as the Son of God. Son of God's the Father revealed. Not another person. That's a straight line of hell. The God of this world's binding their eyes. Oh, it seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So God is doing his judgments to reveal who he is, to reveal himself, to unveil himself to those that have an ear to hear. If I not be single, the whole body's full of light. The eye to your spirit sees who he is. But if I not be darkness, how great is that darkness. And I'm afraid that in our denominal church world, you now these sepulchers of Trinity, triune God, which is a total lie. So God is moving now in judgments to reveal who he is. And they will increase with intensity and frequency until the day of the Lord God comes for the salvation of his saints. Now, when we talk about righteousness, it's what Jesus did. The mystery of godliness is the God life. It's 1 Timothy 3.16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, the God life. Has nothing to do with us, for God himself was manifest in the flesh. Not the Son of God. God was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the Spirit. Saint of angels. Preaching to the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. Received up into glory. Who? Jesus Christ, God Almighty. The only true God in eternal life. No Trinity there. John saw the Trinity. And he warned us. He said to death, I see three unclean spirits. They're not clean. They're no holy trinity. They're unholy. Well, what are they? John said there's three. It's a triune. You want a triune God? John saw it and he said, I won't tell you who they are. This dragon, beast, and false prophet are three. Not Jesus Christ, who is one, the spirit of God, who made himself of no reputation and became a man, word was made flesh, took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of man. And there, found in fashion of man, he humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him, given him a name that is above every name, above the name of Jehovah. The blood name of God, the revealed name of God, the redemption name of God, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. There's not another. There's no other name given among men under heaven 
whereby we must be saved in the name of Jesus, Acts 4.12. There is none other. That's the only redemptive name of God, and you have to invoke that name. And that is named in baptism, where baptism doth also now save us, not to put away the filth of the flesh, but to answer of a good conscience toward God. The only way you can believe with the heart is through baptism. Now, what is this righteousness? Grace reigns through this righteousness. Why is that so important? Well, because without righteousness, there is no grace. And grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You'll see that in First Peter, first chapter, and verse 13. He said, Wherefore, guard up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you. Where? That grace is brought to you where? At the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as which is called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be you holy, for I am holy. That requires obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness in Romans 6. Now, we're made the righteousness of God in him by faith. But faith is progressive from faith to faith, from glory to glory, to the measure, the stature, the fullness of Jesus Christ growing up in him in all things, in all truth, so that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And seducing spirits in the last days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having the conscience seared with a hot iron. You see that in 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. It's happening now. We're seeing all kinds of of uh, attacks against the word of God. And all you have to do is read Romans 1, and Paul warned of it here in the last days. But we're considered to be hate crimes if you proclaim the truth. Well, God's got a people that will always proclaim the truth and speak the truth no matter what. True witnesses of God. But the true witnesses believe uh, that you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he, one God, one person of God, not a trinity. And that's what's overthrowing the faith of many because they believe these ecumenical councils and synods of a triune God, which does not exist and no salvation in it. We have to give Jesus the glory. He stated there in John 2, 19, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. Jesus raised up his own body of flesh and blood that was dead, revealing in truth that he is God manifest in the flesh. Glorified back to the Father's own self, there is the righteousness of God revealed, John 16. He said, when the Holy Ghost has come, which is Jesus, the Spirit himself. He said that while he was in the days of his flesh. He said, I'll pray, talking to his disciples that I'll pray the Father send you another comforter, whom the world cannot receive, because it saith him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Then, next, watch the next statement. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Jesus himself. Well, he must be glorified, because he is the Holy Ghost. But while he's in the world, he's the light of the world. So, Jesus said, out of your body, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That's out of your belly, out of your very spirit shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, 
which was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified to what? Through the Spirit. Made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first man, was, first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second Adam, the last Adam, Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Those that want to put Jesus, just a glorified man, standing at the right hand of God, has no revelation whatsoever that he is a mediator of the new covenant. He's the intercessor. Who is the intercessor? Well, the intercessor is Romans 8, 23 through 26. No man knows how he ought to pray, but the Spirit itself, that's a capital S, God himself, makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered according to the will of God. Building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, Jude 20. There's no other way. Well, what's this righteousness, righteousness of God that is now revealed from faith to faith? John, uh, Romans 1.17. John stated it also all through his gospel that he alone is God. But we don't believe that. We think the Son of God is the second person of the Godhead, which is not salvation, but will ultimately have the frightful words, depart from me, you the work of iniquity. I never knew you because we did not give Jesus the glory of the Father. We did not understand he's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and there's not another. One body, one spirit, in whom you're called, and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of us all, above all, and in us all. That's the Father of glory, Jesus. In the days of his flesh, he was a man. He became that by making himself a no reputation, Philippians 2, 6. Then uh, he revealed he's God by raising his own body from the dead, John 2, 19. Romans 1, verse 3 and 4, Jesus declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead, proving he's God. He is a Father of glory, glorified for the Father's own self. Jesus, as, as he stated there in John 17, Father, Father, glorify me with thine own self. What? He made himself of no reputation. Now he's going back, glorified with God's own self. That is the father of glory. That's what's been hid. And we find that hid in that revelation of Christ, that Christ is the father, Christ is the son. Christ is every office of the spirit, and there's only one spirit there. There's only one spirit. The father is that spirit. The word is that same spirit, but revealed in thought, plan, purpose, and will. It's the same function. Same spirit, but a different function of that spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same spirit. The Son of God is redemption office of that same spirit. The Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood as the Son of God. One with the Father, same spirit. The Son of Man is uh, that kingdom office of that spirit. Jesus stated that in John 3.13. No man has ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven, has absolutely nothing to do with flesh. Not glorified flesh. Jesus stated that he was in heaven while he was standing there on earth in shoe leather talking to his disciples. No man has ascended up to heaven. Not Enoch, not Elijah. And Jesus has the preeminence in all things. No man has ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. That's not divine flesh. That's an oxymoron. And Jesus stated that. Why? That's a kingdom office. 
that he is the Holy Ghost. He is that spirit of God. While he was standing there in shoe leather talking to his disciples, he stated he's in heaven. And that is now passed on to us. How do you see that? Well, because in Matthew 16, Jesus stated, matter of fact, as you read that last verse in Matthew, and he goes on and says, some of you, in Matthew 16, I should say, he states there, some of you shall not taste of death. Notice how he puts this. In Matthew 16, he said, for the Son of Man, that's a kingdom office. Son of God is a redemption office. Son of Man is a kingdom office. He said in verse, that is uh, Matthew 16, verse 27, for the Son of Man shall come in the glory of the Father, not the glory of the Son. He's been glorified the Father's own self with his angels. And that is the angelos, which is not only the angelic force, but the body of Christ, the saints of God, coming with the Lord God, with 10,000 of his saints. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. That's the day of the Lord God. That's the second advent. When Jesus comes the second time without sin and salvation for the Lord himself, God himself, Jesus Christ, that's the Lord, Jehovah, God Almighty, revealing who he is. And that's first, first Thessalonians 4.17. For the Lord himself shows us sent from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught together to meet him in Aaron. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. Read the next verse. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, truly, watch those verily, truly, I say unto you, there be some standing here. There, 2,000 years ago, before Jesus went to the cross, some standing here, which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Now, he didn't say Son of God. He said Son of Man. That's a kingdom office. Well, somebody said, when did that happen? Well, uh, obviously, Judas Iscariot had hung himself. His bowel gushed out. He was certainly not alive. Jesus is coming. What's he talking about? Well, obviously, he states, Verily I say unto you, there should be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see, they actually see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. See that Christ in you, the hope of glory. See that. Promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me, you shall receive power at that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's the Son of Man, the kingdom office. Christ in you, the hope of glory. While he was in the world, he said, I'm the light of the world. He's God manifest in the flesh. But now we, the body of Christ, have a metron or measure of faith, and we are the body which is of Christ. We're not Christ, but we're of Christ. We're the body of Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory, through these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, whereby we make protectors of his divine nature. And we, we escape the corruption of the world through lust. Well, when did that happen? It happened on the day of Pentecost. That's the Son of Man. That is the kingdom of us. Jesus ahead, and we the body of Christ, and we're in Christ's stead now. And we pray in Christ's stead, but you reconcile to God, giving us the word of reconciliation. And that's 1 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19. That's the ministry of reconciliation now to the body of Christ. The burden's on us. Now we see 
He states that understanding the righteousness which grace reigns through righteousness is required for grace to abound to us in and increasing in grace, that we may grow in grace through obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness in Romans 6. Now take a look. He says in Romans 1, and we go back to that verse 17 again, through this gospel of Christ, it is now revealed that Christ is in us. That power of God in the body of Christ, that mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ in the days of his flesh was hid in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's in Christ, in him alone. But that's the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. What office is that? It's the Father. That was hid. The Father was hid. It's, it's not hid to those that, that turn to him with a true heart. When you seek for God with all your heart, diligently, he will reveal to you that he is the Father of glory. There's no second person of the Godhead. But you have to seek God with all your heart. You have to diligently seek him. Well, it's not debatable. It's simply that's what God's revealing in his judgments. When judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. God said uh, the nation that forgets God, he will turn into hell. That's what's happening right now all throughout the world. And what we're reaping, what we sow. It's very simple. If we want the blessings of God, we must be obedient under righteousness. Now, how is this righteousness revealed? Well, it's revealed from faith to faith. And God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, and that has to be in obedience to the word of God. Otherwise, what is faith if you speak it, but you don't do it? If you speak to the man, be thy clothed and fed, and you do not give him clothes or feed him, you spoke in faith well, but because there's no works, your faith is dead being alone. And what we have in most churches is dead faith. There is no works of righteousness. We don't say all the sick heal, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils on blind eyes. We don't see laying hands on the sick and shall recover. Why? Because we're not obedient to God. Those that do see these things. We've seen the blind eyes open. We've seen deaf mute speaking air. We've actually seen legs grow on. Paraphilesis. Why? Not because of us, not for me, of our righteousness, our holiness, but God simply confirming his word. We give him the glory. We do nothing. It's him. It's all him, by him, and through him. But we give him the glory. We have nothing to glory in. If we preach the gospel, we have nothing to glory in. But woe be unto us if we preach not the gospel, for there's a dispensation of grace committed into each one of us. Somebody said, well, I'm not called to preach. Yes, you are. You and I may not be called for one of the fivefold, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, but you are certainly called to be a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ which every member in particular is called for. There, in the body of Christ, we are the body of Christ. And notice, it says that therein, this gospel of Christ, is the righteousness of God revealed. Now, from faith to faith. Now, the righteousness of God is by faith. Paul stated that that I've suffered the loss of all things, and do count of the dung, that I might win Christ and not be found having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. But that faith is now revealed in the righteousness from faith to faith. 
What is the righteousness? Take a look. That grace reigns through righteousness, Romans 5. But take a look at Romans 6, verse uh, 12 and 13. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. You got to crucify the flesh with the affections of the lust, mortifying the deeds of the flesh. Next verse, 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness. Now, many, because they had, uh, they had pleasure in unrighteousness, they will be strongly deceived by the delusion of God, the strong delusion. You'll see that in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. Because they had pleasure in unrighteousness. They did not give him the glory of the Father. They believed in a triune God. Somebody said, well, they didn't have a triune God. No, there's not, never has been. Well, where did we get it from? Well, the ecumenical councils and synods of the Nicene Creed, 325 A.D. We have the uh, Christological uh, 451 A.D. and the Council of Chalcedon, the Chalcedonian definition. That stated the Son of God, according to his Godhead, uh, was begotten of the Father before the world was. What a lie. God's Spirit begot God Jr. That's nonsense. It is heretical. It is totally a lie of Satan. There's no truth there at all, and it denies the glory of Jesus Christ that he's God and God alone. The Son of God is the Father revealed. And that is what he states there in righteousness. And that's the righteousness of God that he is now revealed as that father of glory. And that's what he states there. Notice that it is upon us as the burden of the Lord is upon us. Anybody says the burden of the Lord will be cut off. The burden is on us. He has already given us the gift of the Holy Ghost and said, now I've given you the faith to overcome. And this righteousness is revealed from faith to faith, from glory to glory, till we come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect, spotless, blameless body of Christ that when he comes, he presents to himself a glorious church without spot or blemish. Not just bickering over, you know, Jesus, uh, that we are all full grown by becoming little babies still on the milk. We've got rickets in the body of Christ because we stayed on just that, Repentance is salvation, which is not even born again. You can't be born again unless you're born of the water and the spirit, which is, uh, according to Peter, who had the keys to the kingdom, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Not because you're saved. You're not saved yet. You're not born of the water. For the remission of your sins and the circumcision of the heart by baptism. Colossians 2, 12, uh, uh, Romans 1, 6 through 4, all the way through the Word of God. Acts 2, 36, 4, 12, Acts 8, 16, Acts 10, Acts 19, uh, Acts 22, even Paul himself baptized. Brother Saul, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, washing away your sins, calling upon the name of the Lord. That's what he did. Paul was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Nobody was ever baptized by the Son, Holy Ghost. That's a straight line of hell. But people still just like going to the slaughter and never think about the word of God, never read it for themselves, taking what these ecumenical councils and these cemeteries have, uh, seminaries, excuse me, which are cemeteries, have taught the, the ministers called of God. And if they had faith, they destroyed it at the seminaries. And to become a cemetery and killing their faith, 
believe in a triune God, not turning to the Lord Jesus Christ in Revelation. And that's why that God is using his judgments now to get us to come and let us return to the Lord, for he hath torn, he will heal us. He has spit and he will bind us up. That's the rod of God that we will not be condemned with the world. The chastening rod of God because he loves us. After the second day, he will revive us. And the third day, he will raise us up and we will live in his sight. God said it. It will come to pass. If we fall on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. He'll come to us as a rain, the former and the latter rain. You don't have to worry about the signs of the time. Get your eyes on Jesus and the light. They will dispel the darkness. And wonder, well, what is this? And what's the Antichrist? Forget it. Let, don't worry about the devil. Let the devil worry about you. The signs follow them that believe. You don't follow signs. Signs follow you. You will work those works of God simply in obedience. You'll have peace in your heart, though there be that sword in the earth. Jesus said, what, you think I come to send peace on earth, but rather a sword? That's the truth. He stated it. To turn a man at a variance, the father against his son, mother against the daughter, mother-in-law against their daughter-in-law. Well, what are these instruments there? What are these instruments of God? What's his instruments of righteousness? What is this thing by faith? Well, Paul states it. And uh, Romans 6, verse 13, neither yield you your members as instruments of unrighteousness. If you do, we wind up literally being destroyed and damned because we have pleasure in unrighteousness. Not giving the glory to God that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory, and obedience unto righteousness to the full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. We have to come unto perfection. Somebody said, that scares me. No, it doesn't. The Holy Ghost is one leading us and guiding us, not us, but him. It's through him, by him, and in him. Being confident of this very thing, that he that's begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said it. We obey. He's going to do it. We cannot yield our members of that sin unto death. Whosoever will yield our members of service to obey him with the service to whom we obey. With a sin unto death, with a carnal mind, and still to be carnally minded is death. Even though we have the Spirit of God, we don't obey it. Or of obedience unto righteousness. That is unto holiness. And watch what he says here in verse 13 of Romans 6. Neither yield you your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. Don't do that. But yield yourselves unto God. As what? As those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Righteousness unto God. You're the instruments of God. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, from glory to glory to the mention of the statue of Jesus Christ in the present truth. If we don't walk in the light as he's in the light, we're not in the present truth, and it's unrighteousness, and we will not make it. We have to take heed lest a promise slip any of us that we should seem, seem to come short of entering into his, into his rest. There remaineth the rest of the people of God. It's the eternal Shabbat. Jesus stated it. And that is Hebrews 4. Paul stating, take heed lest a promise slip any of you, that you should seem to come short of entering into his rest. For there remaineth the rest of the people of God. If Jesus had given a rest, he would not have spoken of another day. And that is exactly what he said. Jesus said the time is coming, and now is. 
when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. The voice of the Son of God is now happening in those members in the body of Christ of righteousness to reveal the glory in and through the body of Christ because as the seventh, the devil, the old dragon, the serpent, the scorpion, onslaughts the, the forces of hell against the body of Christ and being hated of all nations for his name's sake, God raises a standard up against him in righteousness. That righteousness is now revealed from faith to faith, going to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and will prevail. Though truth is cast down to the ground, it cannot be destroyed. And here's the patience and faith of the saints. That he that kills with a sword must be killed with a sword. Leads into captivity, will go into captivity. Here's the faith and the patience of the saints. God is doing it now. What is that righteousness that's now revealed? It is, as Jesus stated, exactly what this mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ is, and whom are hid all treasures, wisdom, and knowledge. Colossians 2, 1 through 9, as Paul stated, Jesus emphatically stated the truth that when the Holy Ghost, his spirit, Jesus Christ glorified, comes into the world, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Watch that righteousness, uh, which is revealed from faith to faith. And he stated that when that Holy Ghost has come, he'll reprove the world of sin, Jesus said, because they believe not on me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father. I came from him, I go back to him. I'm God, I came to the world, became a man, I went back to that spirit, God Almighty. Now, that's righteousness. Of sin, of righteousness, of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Notice what Jesus states there. He said, I have many things to say unto you, disciples. You're not able to bear it now. But when the spirit of truth has come, he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. That's from faith to faith, from glory to glory, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. The body of Christ has to come into perfection. A glorious church without spot or blemish. Notice what Jesus said. He says here in John 16, verse 25, concerning righteousness, he says, these things have I spoken to you in Proverbs. Why would he do that? Because in him are hid all treasures, wisdom, knowledge. That's Christ, the revelation of God, the revelation of the Father. That's the mystery. The Father's been hid. You'll find that in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. Paul states that. It's the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. Why the Father? He said the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ in whom are hid all treasures, wisdom, knowledge. It's now revealed. Colossians 2, 9, in him dwelleth. Houses permanently all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Well, where is it now? We are the body which is of Christ. While Jesus was in the world, he was God manifest in the flesh. Now, where is righteousness revealed? From faith to faith, through what? You, instruments, uh, and you're yielding your instruments, your members as instruments of righteousness, the body of Christ, revealing his glory. And when that devil, the old serpent, the devil, the serpent, the scorpion, is cast out of heaven. Michael, uh, the great prince, was standing for the children of people. There's war in heaven. He cast him out. No more place found in heaven. It's time, times and a half, three and a half years of great tribulation. Then the body of Christ, there is sealed. We're not raptured, pre-tribulation rapture. We're here, but we're sealed. Why? Because now it's come the, the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. We're sealed. 
That fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus is now revealed in the body of Christ unto perfection. The body of Christ has come unto perfection and sealed when our foreheads with the mind of Christ. Every member in particular being fitly framed together and compacted by the Lord God himself according to the measure of each part, the measure of faith given to each member part in a perfect manifestation of Jesus of whichever joint supplies the body of Christ bone to bone joining together whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. This is the last day truth of the revelation of Jesus Christ revealed into the body of Christ with the epoch coming Jesus himself descending from heaven with a shout the voice of archangel and the trump of God the dead in Christ rising first. Nobody said Jesus stated there in John 16 these things have I spoken to you in Proverbs. Why? But the time cometh, that's when he's glorified, when I shall no more speak to you in Proverbs. What are you going to do, Jesus? But I shall show you plainly of the Father. What has been hidden now, I will show you plainly of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, which is God himself, uh, which is manifest from faith to faith in the righteousness of God uh, in and through the members in the body of Christ, giving him the glory and a perfect, spotless, blameless uh, lamb that is revealed in through the body of Christ, the Son of God being revealed in and through us. Just as Paul said uh, that it pleased him for the Son of God to be revealed in and through him. And in 1 John 5, 20, the Son of God has come. Who is that? The Holy Ghost. Glorified with the Father's own self, the Christ is come, the Father of glory, the Spirit of Christ, which is the Father, which is God manifest in you. The Son of God has come and give us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. And the book of the epistle of John ends. Amen. What does he say? I'll, Jesus stayed there in John 16. I'll no more speak to you in Proverbs. I will show you plainly of the Father. When I'm glorified, back with that glory, I am the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. Uh, I made a quickening spirit. I will come to you. And he said there, at that day, you shall ask in my name. What's the name? Jesus. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. What? Jesus is not going to pray the Father for us? I thought he was standing at the right hand of God and making intercession and say, Father, forgive him because I died on the cross as the second person of the Godhead. No. A thousand times no. Arab. That is a damnable heresy. You did not give Jesus the glory of the Father. When he said that, he said, and that day, that day when I'm glorified, I, that there you ask in my name, not Father in the name of Jesus, just ask Jesus, Jesus. And when you've invoked that name, every angel and everything in heaven is prostrate uh, to you. Because at the name of Jesus, every evil battle, every tongue cast, that devils are subject to you through the name Jesus. Why? Because it's the blood name of God, the overcoming name of God, the name that's above every name. That is... Uh, the power of God and the salvation, the blood name of God Almighty. Just in the book of Acts, when you do intend to preach this man's name, Jesus, you do intend to bring his blood upon us. Yes, because that is the blood of God Almighty, the power of the blood. Acts 20, 28, 
Take heed to yourselves over all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood, God's own blood, Holy Ghost own blood. That's a blood of God Almighty that cannot ever cease or come to an end. It's the everlasting blood of the covenant. It can never be destroyed. And Jesus said, you know more at that time when I'm glorified with the Father's own self, when I'm glorified, he said, at that day, you shall ask in my name, Jesus. And I say not unto you that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because he's glorified for the Father himself loveth you. Why? Because you have loved me and have believed I came out from God. I'm the word. I came from God. And he stated, I came from the Father and I'm coming to the world. Manifest. God manifests in the flesh. Again, I leave the world and go what? Back to my former glory. Back to, I go to the Father. His disciples said unto, said unto him, wow. Now we understand, Jesus, you are the Father of glory. Yeah, you know all things. Before, when you were in the days of your flesh, you said, no man knows the day of the hour of my coming. He said, not the angels, nor me, only my Father in heaven. He's the only one who knows it. But now we know what you just said in your glorification. You know all things now. Why? Because you're glorified for the Father's own self. You came for the Father. You went back to him. You are that same spirit. The word made flesh, went back, glorified with the Father's own self, made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. You are that Jesus, that man that was crucified on the cross, that God has made you both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, in Christ in you, the hope of glory, Acts 2, 36. When you have that revelation, now you're getting in the power of God, the true kingdom of God. You're giving him the glory. The righteousness unto what? Faith unto faith. You're giving glory to God from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and yielding your members uh, what? As instruments of righteousness. That's what we're called for in the present truth. We've got a lot that we have yet to do in obedience to the members and the body of Christ, coming into one in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God into a perfect measure statue of Jesus unto a perfect man. There you have it. That's the true faith. That's the faith under faith. You don't stop there and say, well, I've repented and I've got all there is. There is, is a straight lie. You've got to go from repentance and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Anybody who says it's not is a liar. The truth is not in them. You're not born of the water. You've never had the, the circumcision of the heart. You can't believe with the heart until you are born of the water. And that's water baptized in Jesus' name, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. There's no name there. And then you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now you're born of the water and the Spirit. Now you begin your race. You're not over it. You're beginning it. Now, don't you know, we all run a race and only one, one winneth the prize. Therefore, run that you may obtain. Then you go from newborn babies that desire, then sincere milk of the words you may grow thereby. You go to little children. He said, I write you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake and you've known the Father. You have that revelation now that Jesus is the Father. That's what we've talked about today. Now that's just little children, not full grown yet. Then you go from little children to young men. I write you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Now that's overcomers. That's Revelation 2nd and the 3rd chapter in obedience and the present truth in the last day work of the ministry. 
than not only the person knowing Jesus as the Father, but the work, the Jesus ministry. Then we come to the final epoch, the last stage in growth and the glory of God with the mind of Christ. I write to you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. I've written to you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. First John 2, 12 through 14. That's where we are now to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in righteousness, which grace uh, without that righteousness and revelation of God in righteousness uh, as members unto the Lord Jesus Christ in righteousness unto holiness. There is no grace. We better take heed. We're not talking or playing uh, again when God doesn't play games. He's not, he never had cracked a joke. What he says, he means, he means what he says, says what he meant. There's a heaven again, the hell to shine. We have to obey the word of God. Very few have even read the, the word of God, let alone obey it. Well, it behooves us to search the scriptures for in them. We think we have eternal life, and these are they that testify of me, Jesus said, Jesus alone. In the volume book that's written to me, I come to do thy will of God for a body that has prepared me. God prepared himself a body. Who is that? That's Jesus Christ. Before me there was no God for him, neither shall be after me. Say that I am God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 43, 10 through 15. Turn to the living God. God will bless you. Well, if this has been a witness to your spirit, the Holy Ghost bearing witness with your spirit, then we would like for you to contact us so we can work together in the work of the ministry. Body of Christ is coming together. Many ministers are calling us. Matter of fact, there's over a thousand in Africa alone that are now in fellowship with us there and the work of the ministry. Luck to hear from you. Europe, America, we'd like to hear from you. There, write me at Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606. Or better and more convenient, send me an email, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. I'll get right back to you. There, if the Holy Ghost is more witness with you, please contact me so we can work together. If the Lord is dealing with you and you want to be a part of the ministry, if you can't be in person and you want to send finances there, dennisbeard.org and God will, God will greatly bless, bless you in the work of the ministry and multiply the seed song back to you. There, if we are now praying for God to perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus in both spirit, soul, and body. And until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.